embarrassing because you just, like <laughs> you're so fast on something you're not even prepared, bro. Does that mean you just keep going until you pump it down. Man. <laughs> That's why. I'm, <laughs> now we don't have to say don't come don't come you can just hi guys and welcome to the receipts podcast it is episode 41 here with your girl audrey formerly known as garner's finest your girl tolly t your mamacita milena sanchez and we have a special guest with us today yes, yes. can you say your name please <laughs> Kaleem Wolf. Kaleem Wolf. Woo! That's wow. a nice name. That is a nice name. That's the kind of name that someone like chats you up. It's what strong. Yeah, it's strong and powerful. The name is Wolf. Yeah. Kaleem Wolf. Kaleem Wolf. <laughs> 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 I was waiting for someone to do that. I was trying to think, what sound do wolves make? <laughs> it's strong and powerful. Is that even a wolf sound? No. Woo! They, they, woo! Oh, wow, 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 Riva! And yeah, so Kaleem is joining us today. So I don't know if you guys remember, actually, it was episode 38. I think that was 38. Episode yeah. 38. And we kind of got into the discussion about gender binary and just genderism and transgenderism. And um, we, you know, we briefly touched on that. And what we realised was that actually we were speaking on a topic that none of us could really relate to because it isn't any of our experiences. And we, you know, we had to do some self-actualization. Yeah. And we realised that you know, it isn't right for us to speak on things that we don't know about. So that's why we have Kaleem in the studio of us today. And he's basically going to shed some light on this topic. So we're going to delve into his journey. Delve. And delve. Man like delve. delve. Yes. What does this mean? It delve. Dive. Dive, basically. Dive in. Yeah. All right, Trey Songs. So we are going to delve into this topic in further detail. And I think um, Kaleem's basically going to share a story with us. So welcome to the show, Kaleem. Thank you. Hope we're, I know we're a lot to deal with. We are a lot we to are. deal with, and I'm really sorry. We're, we're really sorry. Cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, Kaleem so. is basically like my cousin. Mm -hmm. So, cousin, cousin, or like cousin? Play cousin like my ex's cousin. cousin. Oh, okay. So, he family. Oh, so, he, he family. Yeah. So, yeah. he's my daughter's cousin. Oh, okay. okay. So, I've known him for like almost 10 years now. Oh, okay. nice. Um, yeah. Sorry, I just, that's just so irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> just, just basically, I know him. <laughs> my friend. Yeah, exactly. My connects. <laughs> my connects, guys. I did this. <laughs> my plug. <laughs> so yeah, but do you want to tell us a bit about yourself, your story, mm -hmm. and like all of that? Um, where do you want me to start? Where do you, where do you want to start? From the beginning. Yeah. From the beginning. Um, okay. So. How old are you? I'm 28. Okay, okay, you're 28. Okay. So, can you tell me a bit about your journey, how you identify yourself, and all of that? Um, okay, so a lot of people in the trans community will identify themselves as trans male, trans female, whatever, whatever. Um, personally, I don't. Okay. okay. I'm mm. just a man. Okay. Straight up. Mm -hmm. um, the whole transition was was what it was it was a transition it was something i had to go through mm -hmm. to complete myself mm -hmm. um so before you didn't feel complete you didn't i felt i felt trapped before. Right. um and yeah growing up i felt very misunderstood yeah. and invisible mm -hmm. so my family Although I presented myself very masculine, I never 
never did things that a girl child would do. I like mm-hmm. Like from the toys I played with, how I played, what I did. Um, never, I've never lived as a female. Mm-hmm. And my family, when I told my family how I felt and what I wanted to do. How old were you when you first bought the two 16. parents? 16. 16, wow. okay. So yeah. for them 16 years that you like understood life, you didn't feel comfortable in the body that you were in. You no, didn't. No. Mm. Um, and a lot, a lot of the time I didn't feel comfortable around my family because my internal dialogue was always, why can't you see me? Mm. Bloody hell. Like. Bloody hell. Yeah, it's heavy. And um, yeah, so when I was 16, approached a few five members of my family. Mm. Um, my mum, aunt, uncle, stepdad, and my dad. Okay. And that must have been so like... Must have been hard. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, basically, each of them rejected me. Oh, wow. And with each person, so like, I told my mum first, and she was like, oh, it's just a phase. Mm. And she mm. literally dismissed it like that. And then my aunt was like, oh, you know, you're just a lesbian, blah, blah, blah. Cool. And then it basically got to a point where um, the last person who rejected me was my uncle. Mm. And he physically assaulted me. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. And even that was brushed off mm. within my family. Um, obviously, I don't know what he's what him and my mum have said mm. to my fa- to the rest of the family mm. to relay like what happened. But um, I remember after I called my girlfriend and she was like, oh, you need to call the police. Mm. Called the police. And basically, long story short, when the police report came back, it said in the police report that I tried to assault my mum. Oh, God. And my uncle was just stopping me. Which wow. it didn't happen like that. that. Didn't happen like that. And even when the police first came, in that moment, my mom said, Oh, you know, they just had an argument, things got heated, but that was it. But yeah. So for me, I was like, Well, where the fuck did that come from? Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I felt all my life I felt really disconnected from my family. Um, I didn't have any friends growing up. Struggled to allow myself to connect with people, Mm. talk to people. I couldn't... Yeah, even this, like what we're doing. Yeah. Let's say... Five years ago, I wouldn't say shit. (laughs) I would, like... Through, through school, I became an expert at making myself invisible, mm-hmm. um, even in a crowded room. Do you know, I've felt like that as well when I've been around you and you've always been there, but it's it was always so difficult to like have a conversation with you. Mm. And like, 
I knew about everything that was going on, but I didn't know anything in depth because it was something that wasn't spoken about. And, you know, nobody really spoke to me about it. But like the little drips and drabs I did know. And when I was around you and I would try and make that conversation or I'd be like, hey, like, how are you? And I just felt that kind of that that wall there, that barrier there. And I wouldn't say like last year, was it last year that we was at that party together, the last party we was at? That's when I finally felt that I had connected with you after all those years. And it was really, really lovely. Mm. And since then, we've always had like that Mm. sort of relationship. But it's crazy that you say that you made yourself invisible because you didn't want to have that connection with anybody. Yeah, it was Mm. basically a fear of being rejected. Mm. Yeah. Um, So rather than put myself out there Mm. to then be rejected and feel that pain again, it's like, fuck it, it's safer for me to just... Just keep it in. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um. So yeah, and then yeah, I didn't really have any friends or anyone to speak to. Um, so you just kept it all to yourself. Yeah. Um. The only, the only consistent consistency that I had growing up was a girlfriend. Yeah. Um. And that played. That had its pros and cons. Because a lot of the time, the intention behind the relationship was, wasn't was in our best interests. What do you mean? So it was like, for me, aside from other things, part of it was, okay, if I'm not with this girl, who do I talk to? Mm. All right, okay. So it became yeah. like a dependency. Just a dependency yeah. thing mm. you just say, yeah. yeah. So um so did you before you told them that like, you went to transition, did you come out as like a lesbian beforehand? No. So they never knew you had a girlfriend or anything like that? They knew. Um, because my what my school did when I was in year eight, mm. um, I started going out with this girl and um my school actually called my mum and said that I was dating this girl. Are they allowed to do that? No. And they actually pulled they pulled her into a room and asked if she knew about me and blah blah blah. Because so basically what happened in year seven, um, there's a particular day when uh, it's one of them pointless subjects like humanities or RE. Social science. It was one of them and I went to put something in a bin. Mm. As I walked back to my desk, this girl, she said to me, she's like, oh, why'd you act like you're a boy? Mm. And like, without even thinking, it just flew out of my mouth. I was like, because I am one. Mm-mm. And from that day, school life was, like, it was bad before. Mm. But it became a new kind of hell. Yeah. Because a lot of people would be like, yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, you're not a boy. How come she used to wear skirts? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, yeah, so throughout school, it just got to a point where a few people would believe me. Mm. And then the rest, and then there'd be the mass which would just bully me. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Going through school and getting into relationships was very interesting. Yeah. Um, because obviously, through year seven, my mum forced me to wear skirts to school. Mm. Um, Did you go to a school where you had the option to wear trousers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, but she was, I suppose it was just a way for her to kind of control me yeah. and trying to, trying to enforce no. I guess that's kind of like what we were saying because we were saying if our child came up to us at a certain age, and I guess this is that my ignorance showing. If my child came up to me at a certain age and was like, "Oh, I don't <clears> want to wear skirts or whatever," like my little girl, I'll be like, "No, you're wearing a skirt." Mm. But now he, like, because I would think I just feel mm. like, "Why not? I don't want to wear a skirt or yeah. anything like that." Or even if I was to put them in trousers, I'll still want to make them look feminine. And I, and I guess hearing you say that, and I'm like, <gasps> your mum, mm. that's probably what exactly mm-hmm. what I would have done and probably what mm. exactly what I said mm-hmm. I would have done. So I don't know even know why I was actually surprised that yeah. like your mum forced you to do yeah, that yeah. because we said that we that's exactly yeah, what I would have done yes, as well. Yeah. And, 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 and like, and that's me, obviously you hearing you say it now and I was like, oh my God, that's actually quite horrible. But in my mm. head, I was like, well, you're a child, you, you listen you to what I tell I say, you to do. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I can imagine that could be quite traumatic for you when you're dealing with this turmoil as it is and mm. now you're being forced to like, do something that you don't want to do because yeah. being forced to do something you don't want to do is horrible anyway regardless <laughs> yeah, yeah. just on a normal day but going through that as well but anyway sorry carry on yeah so um a lot of people would kind of hold that against me so to say mm. so people will come up to me like are you a boy or a girl no i'm a boy kids are and actually like, mad you know and this was in secondary school like year seven yeah. Yeah, all like all the way through secondary school. Mm-hmm. So right from year seven right through to year eleven. Mm. Um, so yeah, the teachers did with a few um, girls that I got involved with. They would pull them into a room for half the day and talk to them. And, mm. and a lot of teachers used to do dumb shit. Like so, the register they'd give it to the students to do the register. Mm. But obviously within that you can access all all the classes Mm. and i remember this girl i wasn't with her at this time um but she was like oh my teacher showed me your record so what do you mean Mm. she's like she pulled up your record on the register and showed me and what does it say on the record well as a way to be like you're a girl yeah Right. Oh. oh, so they believed that the girls you were dating didn't know you were a girl. Oh, yeah. at that time. Yeah. Mm. Right. Like, wow. Oh. So, yeah, they just did dumb shit like that. And even my science teacher, she actually said to me, no, I went up to her and I said, look, um, if anyone comes up to you and asks you if I'm a boy or a girl, just oh. send them to send them to me, tell mm. them to come and ask me. Mm-mm. And then I think a week later, she pulled me up and she was like, oh, um, yeah, I know what you said to me last week, but I've had a discussion with whatever teacher it was and we've decided that we're just going to say that you're a girl. Yeah. We've decided. So, yeah. It's the taking onus mm. of something that doesn't belong to you. Mm. Like you can't, yeah. you can't decide. Can't decide yeah. And they're not having that conversation with you. It, yeah. It's not a thing where, because they keep, as you've said, they keep pull, pulling the girls into the room. Why not pull you into a room and have that yeah. conversation with you, understand what you're going through? Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, school was just a mess, really. Um, PE was a nightmare. Oh, I can imagine. Oh. Yeah, I can absolutely imagine. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. 
It's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah it's a nightmare. It was just anyway. a nightmare anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I was always sick. Boy. I was always on my period. <laughs> yeah, they I, still made me do I it. I enjoyed PE. Like I enjoyed it because I was good at sport. But even in terms of that, like, the whole change room politics, it was it was, just long. you could always see who was conscious and who wasn't conscious. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. yeah there'll be girls that would be like they hiding yeah. or go to the toilet to get changed. Or girls yeah. that would just like whip it out. Yeah. Me. And I remember <laughs> it was so to um. It was the kind of the first time I ever saw anyone with stretch marks. And I remember how mean we were to this girl. Oh. Because like she was white and she had that red stretch marks. And we were like, what is that? Yeah, and like, we were so like cruel about it. And I think like, it was just stretch marks. I yeah. can't even imagine what people were shouting mm-hmm. to you or whatever, whatever, because we were awful. Yeah. Mm. I was horrible to be fair as well. So I was awful at school. Like when, no, when I think about it, it I can believe it. it. it I can it, believe it. it, it. Feel like I'm not shocked. It, like, I'm not shocked. Yeah, when it came to PE, I would just so by the end of year seven, I just got into a habit of not bringing my PE kit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I actually don't remember, like, I have flashes of an incident and I don't know if it was a dream or if it actually happened mm. but I actually feel like it actually happened but I'm just kind of blocking it out um but it was like the school actually called my mum and told them that I'm not doing Pete mm. and in the in what I remember she literally came in to the school and dragged me into the changing room and told me to get changed and then I had to do PE and she left after I finished PE, the yeah. class. So, um, but yeah, by the time I got to like year eight, year nine, I said, fuck it, I'm not, I didn't bring in my kit. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, you're going to get a detention. I was like, cool, give me the detention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they started making me do it in my uniform. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> What is yeah. going on? So was it the whole aspect of getting changed that made you not want to do PE? Um, that and because the the boys and girls hey, were split. Oh, yeah. I went to girls school, so yeah. I went to a mixed school, but yeah, I forgot we were actually separate because yeah. yeah, I remember getting right, excited yeah. when we were mixed. I'm like, yes, we got to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to do basketball I together. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so um, yeah, and then eventually they just kind of left me to it. Mm. I'd be sitting in the corridor whilst everyone did PE. And then in year 11, one of the PE teachers actually came up to me and she was like, you know, would you mind talking to a counsellor? Mm. Because I feel that you are suffering with gender dysphoria. Okay. I don't know what the fuck she was saying, but I was yeah. like, cool. <laughs> yeah. There's some teachers that save you, boy. Yeah. There's literally, I've got a teacher like that that literally saved my life. Mm. But yeah, come. Yeah. And um, so in each PE lesson, each week, I'd go and speak to this counsellor okay. instead. See, that's uh, so much more productive yeah. than just was leaving that, you. That, was that good for you? Definitely. Yeah. Um, definitely, because up until then, I didn't actually know that I could do anything about mm. my situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so speaking to her and actually her going and finding out the information, yeah. what help I could actually get access to. Mm. And also so, being that age, I don't even think I'd ever heard of the word transgender like that age. Yeah. No. I'd no n- yeah, I'd never, never, thought, never like that. No. Yeah. never thought of it. Yeah. No, I didn't have a clue. So um, she ended up referring me to an under-18s unit called Mermaids. Okay. And I was, so when I started college, I was going to them for counselling. 
And then when I was 18, they actually referred me to the um, adult unit, which is called mm-hmm. GIC. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, I can't remember what it stands for. But <laughs> 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 um, yeah, and then from there, yeah, went on to then take hormones and then, yeah, it just flew from there. When really. you were doing this, did you tell your mum? Did your mum know no. that you were taking hormones? And She knew, um, I think, when did I tell her? I don't know. I think it must have been like a couple of days before or a couple of days after. Mm-hmm. Uh, she showed her a letter. Because um, for me, communicating, like talking to people was such an issue, mm. especially around my feelings. Yeah. Mm. And even up until five years ago, when I was with my ex, if she ever wanted to talk to me, it was like I couldn't respond. I had yeah. to text her um, mm. my response. So I remember at the time of doing like the hormones and getting my first operation, I just showed my mum the letters. Mm. Like, and what, they didn't, need, they didn't need her permission or anything? Or were no, you? No, because I was 18. You were 18, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was cool. Um, yeah, I just literally just showed her the letters and left her that. I think when it came to my operation, my first operation, so I had my chest done, um, I told my mum and that was it. Mm. I didn't tell anyone else. So were you living at home with your family at the time when you were going through all of this? Yeah. yeah. And what was home life like for you at that point in time? <sighs> difficult. Mm. Very difficult. I s- literally just spent all day, all night in my room, mm-hmm. just blazing music. Um, and whenever my brother and sister would come into the room, it'd be like, I'd literally just shut down until they left. Mm-hmm. So if I was, yeah, if I was standing, if I was doing something and they come in, I'd literally sit down and wait till they left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm 10 years older than my brother. Mm. And then my sister's a year behind him. Mm. So although we were close and I could talk to them, there was always that, you don't actually understand what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, you're a child, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, life at home was just difficult. And obviously with my mum, it was like, like I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Just let me know, what's your background? Like, where, where are you from? Um, Jamaica. Um, okay. My dad's mum is Indian, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. So how did that go down? Because I can't even, like, <laughs> I'm African and I, I see a lot of the the ignorant views held by Africans and all of that is something that's definitely in the Jamaican culture and the Caribbean Mm -hmm. culture as well. So I think that alone is just like, the thought of just like, the thought of being gay to them is like, what? And the thought of like, actually, I want to just change my whole gender. Mm -hmm. I can't even, I can't fathom them understanding that. Mm -hmm. No, um, they really didn't. And even now, a lot of my family still refer to me as she. I do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, It used to bother me. Um, up until about a year and a half ago. Mm. But now I'm at a place where it's like, you know, you can say what you want. Mm. Um, Do you think it's a spiteful thing or it's an out of habit thing? With 
It depends on the instance. Okay. Because mm. um, I've noticed that. So I'm currently staying with my aunt. Mm. And she will make a conceited effort to say she. So my uncle, her partner will refer to me as he. Mm. Yeah. And we'd be having a conversation. My uncle would be like, oh, you know, he's, he said this, he said that. Yeah. And then my aunt would be like, well, she, and it, it, mm. she would accentuate yeah. the she. Um, but then there are times where I do feel that it's just habit. Um, but then in saying that, it's like, okay, well, even if you ignored how I was growing up and how I carried myself as a child yeah when i was 16 i told you this is what i wanted to do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that habit should have that's when 12 years ago now yeah. Yeah. when i was 18 yeah. i actually took action and you you've mm. seen shit change yeah yeah so it's like yeah and your embodiment is the man it's not exactly. even like you have feminine features nothing or anything you look like all. a man like yeah. yeah nothing at all so when you were in school and obviously at this point you were identifying as male. Mm-hmm. How did you look? Did you have long hair? Did you, did yeah, you look d- feminine at all? No, I had um, cornrows. Came okay. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah always yeah. had my hair done. Um, yeah, I used to, well, when I was year 11, mm. I started um, shaping up. Mm. Ah, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, always had on some kind of tracksuit or something. Mm. So when it comes to dating now, like a couple of years, do you when you're when you meet a woman, do you tell her your history, your past? Mm. Do you feel like you have to tell her because that that's been a constant mm. discussion? That like, do you feel like someone should yeah. have to tell you? Mm. And I feel like, again, correct me if I'm ignorant. I feel like someone should have to tell me okay. if they've um, changed mm. gender. Mm-hmm. But like, do you feel like that? And if not, why not? And would you me saying that is that an ignorant thing for me to say? No, that's just your preference. Mm. You know, everyone's different. Mm-mm. Um, for you, it, you know, it's down to your values mm. and what that could be the basis of your trust, your loyalty. Yeah. You know, um, everyone's different. Personally, in the past, I didn't oh, okay. disclose that information yeah. before. Um, yeah, it was always like a few months later that when it needed to come to light, I would say. Mm-hmm. When would it even need to? How mm. would you? I can't even imagine how I say that. I would mm. expect it, but I would, can't imagine how someone would tell me. Mm. I, I don't know. Because if someone came to chat me up, my assumption is you, like, yeah, you, you're yeah, embodying yeah. a male. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, oh, just just ask. Mm. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just undo it. Or unless you were like, I don't know, like showing baby, baby pictures, pictures yeah. family mm-hmm. things. That doesn't happen for like a little bit down, doesn't it? Oh, well, I'm all up in the family house <laughs> in the first week, bitch. <laughs> like, I feel like I don't ask them kind of questions for what I've done. And I guess, yeah. So how does it come up? How do you say like? How... Um, so when I was 18, yeah. I was with this uh, Greek chick and I don't remember how it came up. I just remember being sat in her kitchen and then I told her and then she was like, oh, okay. And then she got okay. up, she was like, do you want a tea? Let's have a cup of tea, let's all come down. It's all getting a bit mad. Tea always makes everything better. It's all getting a bit much. Yeah, it's like, 
the fuck? Um, when I was 20, and I was with this Jamaican girl, and I told her over Skype. Mm. And she was like, okay, yeah, it's whatever. So, Okay. Really? Cool. I think yeah. maybe because you're you now. Do you know what I mean? I'm actually mm. quite surprised because I don't know how I'll take it if I'm completely honest. I don't know. Really? I, d- I don't know how I'll take it. Let me think. Yeah, I, don't I, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know how I'll take it. I think it depends on how soon I find out. Yeah. And how would how would it affect the present the relationship. Now, yeah. It wouldn't affect the present relationship. I mean, does it in terms of like reproduction? Does it? So again, oh, yeah. if I'm asking ridiculous questions, I just mm. literally. I'm asking questions hopefully everybody wants to ask but mm. doesn't know how to. So this yeah. is a safe space. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Does Please. it affect reproduction? Like in I terms can. of like, if I was to be with you and I went to have a child, can we have a child? Can, is, I'm so ignorant. I'm sorry. No, I'm asking questions question. and I feel like no, I'm a valid question. Yeah. It is a valid question because, you know, if you're not going to do I something like this. I would imagine that's the only time it would come up for me. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why it would be to start a family. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So it would be, it would have to be a case of uh, sperm donor. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I am able to have biological children. Okay. I'd have to stop testosterone, mm. and then um, through is it? I don't know. I don't know what the extraction terminology is. Yeah, yeah. But all of that, and then implant the eggs. Egg, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Implant the egg into my partner. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's doable. So in terms of sexuality, because I know sometimes people get like gender and sexuality confused. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a point where you thought maybe I am just lesbian? Fuck no. No. Oh really? Fuck <laughs> no. What? What? Do you remember what age yeah. you knew that? Nah, mm. I don't feel right. From day dot. Mm. Really? As long as you remember. Yeah. That's mad. Because when I think about like me, obviously I'm a heterosexual woman. I remember literally my first day. Of, this is why when people say like, oh, how could you possibly know as a child that you were gay or lesbian? You mm. do, because I remember knowing at four years old I was straight because when I walked into primary school and I laid my eyes on James Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's not even a joke. Like I was in love with James Bradley from the minute I walked in at four years old to the day I left in I'm year six. <laughs> the day I left in year six, I was in love with that boy. And no one could tell me no different. Like I knew I liked him. Like, and it wasn't just because there were other kids in the class, mm. but, but I knew just I was attracted yeah. to him at four years old. Four, I knew. Did you ever think you could be a lesbian ever in your lifetime? After James Bradley, not a chance. <laughs> <in hell. laughs> there wasn't even a chance. I was so in, in obsessively in love with that boy. Yeah. It wasn't, po- it was like love. I loved him. I <laughs> Do you know what realized? I was like, yeah, I'm definitely a straight woman. Is, um, Sometimes I feel like, do I have to be attracted to men? Like, do you know what I mean? You hear what the crap men do, and yeah. it's like, why can't I just stop being attracted yeah. to you lot? I just, I just, and just, just live my life somewhere yeah, else. Like, absolutely. it's still, it's a mm. bane of me. Like, why? Mm. I have to love you guys forever. Like, yeah. I have to be attracted <laughs> to you guys forever. Yeah. Like, this is what no it has offense. to be. <laughs> yeah, sure. But yes, I can. I think for me, what went like upon all of my ignorance and me like putting because sometimes I think a lot of religious people do it. We put our ignorance and we base it on religion. Mm. Mm. So I'd be like, well, the Bible says this, God doesn't make any mistakes or whatever, whatever. So that's, that is 
the excuse I use for a lot of my ignorance. Yeah, okay. But I think growing up and just being around people and actually hearing stories. Mm. So even hearing you saying it now, that idea, that notion of feeling trapped, God, yeah. that, that beats all my ignorance. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm like, wow, but then there's like, no, nah, someone literally feels trapped. Because mm. yeah. I've been in this, just been in random situations mm. in your life. I could be in that situation. Like, do you know you're in a room for 30 minutes and mm. you don't mm. feel right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it's just, it's just awkward. You feel mm. like I can't wait to get out. Mm. And I yeah. always have the relief of being able to get out. Mm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, so I can't imagine like what it feels like to wake up in a body, having to have a shower and having to get um, dressed and changed and you're just not comfortable with yourself Mm. at all. That must Mm. be like... Because cisgendered people don't really don't know their privilege. And like, I'm someone that I'm really trying to like learn that language and use that language because to me, like like what Tolly was saying, just the idea of somebody not being able to just be authentically themselves mm. and just not being able to be free. And because we're cisgendered people and we live a life of privilege, like it's something that we've never had to think about yeah, before. Yeah, it's because we're deemed as normal. Because we're deemed as normal, yeah. it's normal. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. So in terms of language, actually, mm-hmm. like how do you feel about that? Because like I said, I'm, I'm someone that makes a conscious effort to use the right terms to trans man, trans woman, cisgendered. Mm. I know you prefer to just be called man and that's yeah. actually, make, that's that's better for me. There's anyway. a new one I saw the other day. Sorry to cut mm. you off. It was woman, but like the, it's either the I or the A woman was an X. Okay. And I honestly thought you're trying to be cool. Do you know what people call yeah, like London X? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's honestly what I thought it was, but mm. apparently it's a, it's a whole thing now. So by adding the X, it means that every person identifies as a woman can be in it even if they're not like biologically women okay, they don't have yeah. parts or anything like that so that's new when i heard but i think is okay as straight cis women and as straight cis people where we're problematic where we can be all for it and again we don't accept our privilege but I, please again correct me if i'm being stupid i feel like sometimes we're not given enough time to catch up mm. like i don't know these terms i don't know mm. what to call and like, i guess the, the simple thing is just ask someone mm. but not everybody has the privilege to be around these people yeah like definitely. not these people but please ugh. Really trying to be watching my words. Yeah. Nobody has the privilege to be around someone that they can't. They can't ask. Oh, so would you yeah, all yeah. me to call you? Some people they will never. They will never they'll meet never be around, that kind of yeah. person. They'll never mm. be that kind of thing. Is so. Mm. How do we avoid our ignorance? How do we know about language? How can I not say stupid things like these people? <laughs> like, yeah, all of with, that stuff. With that, just just be yourself and just be honest. Mm. You know, if you do, at the end of the day, your intention behind you trying to relate to someone is the main thing mm. and mm. you've got that pure intention of you know i want to make you feel comfortable i want mm. yeah. to understand you mm. so if you're ever in a situation where you do offend someone just be straight up be like you know what i apologize yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Know, that's the thing because you really don't really want to offend mm. anyone yeah, yeah. It's hard though. It is. It's hard because it's a new, it's new. It's not hard not to offend people, but it's new new to me. Yeah, it's it's all new. new Yeah. So like Tully was saying, if you don't know anybody that's had that experience or that's living, you know, that's changed their gender, that's transitioned, Mm. like why would you go out of your way? And I feel like sometimes- That's why I've read up on it. But if you're (laughs) you're not, then like, how do you adapt? And I feel like sometimes like, we don't want to play, be placed in awkward situations, so we'd rather avoid it. Mm. So, like, we don't know at what stage that person's at, like, emotionally and mentally. So we mm. wouldn't want to bring that up mm-hmm. with somebody. Do you know what I mean? But then do you know what I realised? It's the same thing. Um, the expectations you have for me is expect the same expectations I have from white people, and I need to learn that. So mm. I expect a white person to be like, well, ask me questions then. Well, don't say that mm-hmm. word then. And I'm very, very like, I'm not, I'm not explaining shit to you, man, anymore, because it's, it's been long enough. Mm. Mm. 
and you have every right to have the expectation of me as well because I like, learn about it then. Mm-mm-mm. So I can't be saying that because at the end of the day, my discomfort around words or my discomfort, I think it's not your problem. Mm-hmm. The same way that my white people's discomfort around me is not my problem. Mm-mm-mm. It's their problem to fix it. And, it's right, fix, and yeah. then now it's because... Yeah, because racism is the disease. We're the victims of it. Yeah. So and the same with all the like transphobic, um, like people not being educated and, and being transphobic and things mm. like that. Learn. Learn. Yeah. And I feel like being in this room is like, literally like I feel like I'm talking to myself. Like to learn and learn about it. You can't. You can't say you accept white people to get to not be idiots. And then, but yeah, you can be idiots on, on certain number mm. of topics because it's not your experience. Like mm. learn about mm. it, sort of thing. So I think that's that's what the massive like thing has been for me because I'm I'm just hella ignorant. Yeah. When it comes to that, mm. and it's just not okay. Like it's but definitely not okay. In the true meaning of the word, it's a misunderstanding. Yeah, it's mm. right. you don't have yeah. the information. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we're about to get informed. We're about to get informed. <laughs> yes. We're about to get going through the process in terms of the operations and stuff like that. How mm. quickly did you see changes, and what kind of physical changes happened? Um, and also, did it affect your mental state of mind as well when you started to see the changes? Um, so, first thing I did was. Um, jump on testosterone okay. and a lot of guys will say that when they started testosterone you know within you know four months five months you know their voice changed this change that change mm. um for me oh yeah and like facial hair and shit like that mm-hmm. for me it took five years oh, really? for like facial hair to like proper comfort really? <laughs> oh. don't worry so they're still no. <laughs> oh, no. don't worry there's men still trying to get a beard <laughs> you're good yeah. you know there's actually full on, full on <laughs> men that just don't even they're not connecting they're still minding the gap bro <laughs> so um but i think the biggest change was my voice mm. so because yeah, you got a good good voice yeah. you got that, you bedroom, that morning that voice <laughs> <laughs> how you do <laughs> my voice dropped which oh, really my voice literally dropped five times really? oh really yeah like first time it dropped i was like okay cool and then you know because i used to this. I used to sing. Mm. Okay. I used to like sing. You're gonna have to mm. sing now. You do know that. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but then they would do it for you anyway. <laughs> and um, so the first time it dropped, yeah, I was like, okay, cool. Okay, I can still sing. I can still mm-hmm. hit the notes. Cool. Second time, I was like, okay, yeah, it can still work. Can mm. still run. Third time, I was like, <laughs> okay. Fourth time, I was like, no, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Just give up. <laughs> um, mentally. Mentally, it allowed me to become more confident. Mm. So over time, I was, I felt like I could express myself more and be more of who I am. Mm. Um, obviously, when before I had my chest operation, it was still, I was still quite closed. Like literally, even in my body language, mm. I would be hunched over mm. to try and you know, disguise it. Yeah. Did you use to wrap it um bandage um, it up? Yeah, I used bandages and um back supports. Okay. Um what's the back support? A back support is like it's a back support. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Google it bitch. <laughs> cool. Think of back like, support. You know like you got 
wrist supports. Mm. Yeah. Like oh, trainer, okay. That material. Okay. Kind of like a waist trainer. Yeah, think of yeah. a waist trainer. Yeah, like that kind of <laughs> no? stuff. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that, kind of, that kind of fabric. That's <laughs> <I'm coming. laughs> <laughs> Okay, I get it now, actually. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I used to use that. Um, and then even like on a day like this, yeah. I'd have like three oh, layers. Oh, yeah. So I used to have like oh, three t-shirts, yeah. a jumper, two hoodies, just, just to try and <sighs> like have it as flat as possible. Mm. Um, obviously that was still like a major, mm. major drain for me. Were you like, sorry to get like quite like graphic, but did you, were you, did you have like quite a big chest as a woman? No. Okay. Mm. Not really. Um, not that it, no, it wasn't big, but it was because I didn't wear bras and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, gravity Did took its toll, yeah. so it was a mess, really. Yeah. <laughs> so I wear bras and mine's still a mess. <laughs> so. um, yeah, so when I had that operation, yeah, it was literally like a weight lifted off my shoulders. Mm. Literally. Literally. But I had a good few years of still carrying myself in that hunched position. Mm. Yeah, of course, because you've um, been used to it. Yeah, as I'd been living for, I don't know, since I was in year six. Mm. Until, you know, uh, 19. So 19 so, was when you had your first operation? Yeah. And what, your chest okay. was your first operation? Yeah. And then what did you do after? What was the next one? Well, I was offered. You look a bit hench still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with the chest operation, so is that just removing the breast tissue? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then, so do you have scars? Yeah, I've got mm. scars, um, which I mean they're cool. I don't mind them. Mm. They've faded out quite a bit. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the next one I did. So I was offered at the same time of being put forward for the chest operation, I was also offered the lower surgery. Okay. Mm. But at the time, I said it was because of the method that they used. Mm. I was avoiding the scar on my forearm. Mm -hmm. But really what it came down to was, if I do that, then my family will reject me. Yeah. So it wasn't, yet another decision that I based on them mm. and yeah put it off so I said that you know I'm not gonna do it um it's so crazy what we sorry it's cut you it's so crazy what we actually do for family because we were just talking about it on the last episode as well mm. like we always even though your family rejected you you still felt you that still kind of um yeah. yeah that you had to please them mm. Don't, that's mad mm. that's actually mad that's your family I just think in as people, we have this as much as you can. Like, I don't care what anyone thinks. I do me. It's a lie. A lot yeah. of people care about a lot of things. Yeah. I like, especially from I'm not someone that can say I don't care what people think. I, I care a lot about a lot of things, yeah. and I think it's okay to care. It's it's pretty natural. Mm. Yeah. So that whole aspect of like I don't want to do this because my family doesn't look at me, especially when it's your family. Yeah, I hate when people shame you for that because family, you do like they're the first people that give you your validation. Mm. Yes. So it's, feel by them, so yeah. it's important what they think it's like strangers you can get over it yeah that's a stranger you're never yeah. gonna see him again but your family they're the people that you've got to see day in day out their approval and their validation means the world mm-hmm. so i hate when people try and act as if like i feel like if you can say like you don't care what your family thinks and you probably didn't really value your family that much to mm. begin with do you know what i mean 
Mm. And I mean, it gets a problem if it is toxic. You have to unlearn it and start and start not caring way, because yeah, they absolutely. are yeah they are getting the point where we're ruining your life. But yeah, so 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 we carry on. Yeah. Um. So then, yeah, I didn't do that, and I only went and did the lower surgeries. What were we in? 2016. Okay. Okay. Um, awesome. And I had, so that's three stages. So going back to dating, right? So if you didn't, were you intimate with partners before? Mm-hmm. Again, pardon my ignorance. Mm-hmm. So if you did, if it's like everyone you did, before you got intimate, are, are they, I'm, I don't even stammer. Wow, Talani. <laughs> and the lobbies. And the lobbies. Okay, let me get my words together. Yeah, it's just so difficult. Before, I know what you want to ask. Yeah, and I want to ask as well. But, <laughs> and I know people listening want to ask. I just don't want to be a dick. Okay, so before you told them, mm-hmm. had you been intimate with them beforehand? Mm-hmm. How did you hide that? How did you... Com- Please help me out. Just explain the story. Come on. Why do you like making it difficult for us? You know why I want to ask. He's looking at me like, go on, go on. (laughs) So um, I used sex toys. Okay. And yeah. Basically. Basically. As they know. How would you hide that though? Or can you? There's ways. (laughs) (laughs) There's ways. Um, But the majority of them. I told them before that. Before you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But like before, before the point of penetration. Mm. So we did things before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. But then I suppose that's where my kind of conscious came in and was like, mm, you can't, yeah. There is, you know, there is something wrong with yeah, not yeah. telling someone that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. So I'm all up in your business. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so <laughs> nosy. But I just um, really wanted to know. Yes, I'm a little bit today. Last stage of my operation last year. Mm. Okay. Oh, so it's different stages. It's not just three stages. Oh, okay. With the method that I used is radial forearm phalloplasty. So they take literally take the skin and tissue from the arm and create a phallus. Okay. And that's that's stage one. Stage two is where they will hook up the. Uh, bladder. Oh yeah, of oh. course. I didn't even think of that. Of course. <laughs> this is <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh my god. Oh my. Oh my god. It's so yeah, wow. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. And then stage three is where they will put in the um, implant, so you can have sex. So you Aye. pump it up and have sex. So it like it, it so, erects. Yeah. Oh, wicked. Wow. So what do you have to do to get an erection? Literally. To be turned on. Yeah. So they put a pump in. Oh, you uh, pump it up? Yeah. Wow. They put a pump in the right testicle. Oh, wow. I would be pumping all the time. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Does that mean you kind of just, obviously because you just like, (laughs) you're so fast to ask something and you're not even prepared, bro. Does that mean you just keep going until you pump it down? (laughs) That's why I'm bad. That is, nah. I need to rethink my life. Now we don't have to say, don't come, don't come. You can just carry on. Also, with 
Fucking fat, oh yeah. my god! <laughs> oh when they when god. they take the skin wow. from your forearm, can you mm-hmm. decide on the size you want as well? No. Or is it like so one? So it's down all? to so obviously when they take the skin and the tissue, they take the main artery mm. and a few veins, I believe. Okay. Don't quote me on that. Mm. <laughs> and um, so it, it literally depends on how much of the vein they can harvest. Got it. Oh, okay. Wow, that's so interesting. Like medicine and like, it's that's actually crazy. mad. You have to rate doctors. You actually like you have, have to rate, rate them, them so highly. Imagine if, oh my God. So with that, yeah. So with sex and stuff. Mm-hmm. So obviously the sensation for you still feels the same. Um. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. So with, so they do say that a lot of guys don't go for the operation mm. because it's not necessarily demonized, but it's like, well, you know, you might not get any sensation. You mm. might only get, you know, a percentage of sensation, mm. blah, blah, blah. Well, for me, after I had the first one, after I had the first and the second one, I actually had full sensation all awesome. down. Yeah. Um, after the third one, it's interesting. I've not regained sensation on my left side yet. Okay. okay. Um, but it is coming back slowly, mm-hmm. but I do have sensation everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And just, this is a quick question. <clears throat> so how was the first time having sex? Like after you had transitioned, how, how was that? I haven't. Oh, you haven't? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was only 2016, isn't it? I broke up with my oh, partner. Yeah. About a year ago? Yeah. Why, why do I? It's so nice. I was present, all right? I was present. <laughs> um, yeah, and since then, I've just been focused on um, my business mm. and shit. And to be honest, I haven't really gone out anywhere to meet anyone I'm attracted to. Mm-mm. So. Yeah. You can come out with us. Yeah. Well, who we, we don't meet anyone we're attracted to. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to meet anyone. I don't, talk to yourself, bro. <laughs> so, so how is dating oh, life for you? Oh, Sorry, oh. Audrey. How is dating life for you? Do you enjoy it? Is it something that you're just not that bothered about right now? Um, right now, it's... Oh, because I've been based in Kent since November. Mm. It's like when I go out, I just see white people. Basically, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I mean, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, mm. yeah, like, mm. yeah, cool. Mm. Like, even when I go to the gym, like when I went to the gym a couple months ago, I saw this black woman. I was like, Oh my god! What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh my god! Oh my god! Wow! Somebody like me. Yeah. <laughs> I just said this in Kent, so I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, and then before, like, in terms of, like, going out and actually making the effort to go out, I've not actually had the finances to do that. Mm-hmm. It's only as of, like, the last couple of weeks yeah. where, you know, that opportunity has arisen. But in the work that I do, so I'm helping my friend out in his business at the minute, and every evening I'm on a, I'm on some kind of call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in terms of like going out, I would happily go to like a bar mm-hmm. and sit by myself. Mm-hmm. Like I've apparently been, that works. Mm. Like meeting people, just sit by yourself and someone come up to you. Mm. Yeah, like I go cinema by myself. I'll go out to eat by myself. Like mm. I've got no problems doing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just finding 
or seeing someone that I'm actually attracted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you just mentioned your friends. Mm. So do you have a lot of friends? Are your friends, like, do you have a majority of guy friends? And how do they, and when you meet guy friends, do you tell them? Like, I, I personally don't think you need to tell guy friends, but would yeah, you? So. And how do your boys oh, yeah, take it? When, so I only, like, built a friendship base when I was 22. Okay. And I started working. And then I wasn't in the headspace that I'm at, mm. I'm at now. Mm. I didn't tell anyone. Um, and now I have someone I went to uni with. Uh, last year I met up with him and I told him. Mm. And he was like, okay, cool. Mm. And... At first, he like misunderstood what I was saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> so he was like, uh, because we was we were talking about some like spiritual stuff, mm. and then I was like, yeah, I was born in a female body, and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that makes, <laughs> you know, man like, was like, that's a mad spirit. <laughs> yeah. from, like, like, so, I swear down, that's a mad spirit, yeah. down, you know, yeah. mad thing from mud. Like, your soul, that's why we connect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, he was like, this no, is no, where no, you no, understand no, what I'm no, from. Yeah. So I was sitting there, I was like, okay, cool. Let me, just, <laughs> let me just leave him. And then he said something else. And I was like, and then I responded and he was like, wait, what? <laughs> so I was like, yeah. So he was cool. Um, with, so with my friend that I'm like working with at the minute, mm. it's actually his place I'm going to go stay at in mm. Bournemouth. Mm. Um, how we met. So he's like a healer. He's like a spiritual healer. Mm. And I did, he did a set, I did a session with him. Mm. And even in that session, like, no, before that session, I did a session with someone else who he was mentoring and they didn't know. Mm-hmm. And one of the tasks he got me to do was to write out a timeline of my life of all the bad things that's happened. So I was like, as I was writing it out, preparing, I was like, shit, how am I going to, like, because for me, I still at that stage, like, two years ago, it was like, I don't want anyone to know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was like, how am I going to go around this and whatever? So as we're going through it, going through, like, things that have happened, I was like, yeah, this happened, that happened, I skipped over certain things. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, hold on, hold on, you skipped over that twice. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened there? So then I said, and he was like, huh? I don't know. What? And then I had to say mm-hmm. So then he went back and told my friend Duke. Yeah. And Duke was like, what the fuck? Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have known I didn't. Like, no, I did, yeah. how did I not see that? <clears throat> um, but you wouldn't know. Because looking at you yeah. physically. You would literally have no idea. A million years. Yeah, you would never so, know. You would never know. So, never. Um, yeah, a lot of my friends, my friends who I have around me now are people that I've met through Duke and through his business okay. and working with him um and it was only october last year mm. where i actually put a post out on my personal profile on facebook mm. um yeah. explaining that is a big move and also within his facebook group yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and even what was now reaction? Sorry? What was the reaction to that? A lot of, a lot of shock. Mm. Um, but it was all, like, there was no negativity mm. from okay. it. Mm. Um, 
Because I remember seeing that and I just felt like, oh, finally, like you feel mm. comfortable enough to mm. come out. And I felt yeah. really, really happy for you. Mm. So like, yeah, even now, like people on the course, there's my friend, like he um, teaches a course where he teaches people to do what he does. Mm. What is it? Is it week Wiki? 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 Reiki? Reiki? No, yeah, okay. Don't do Reiki. It's um, Reiki. it's much deeper than Reiki. Okay, cool. So it's the technique itself is called experiential healing, and it's a process of tracing back uh, through your feelings, tracing back to the point of creation, so the point of trauma, Eesh. and releasing that mm. for you to then embody and get closer to your true self so do you reckon you have to like relive or re-speak of your because I, I, we will talk about therapy a lot here and things like that and i'm always of the notion of like i repress a lot of shit mm-hmm. and um so for me it's just like well it's further down as i think about it it's cool keep mm-hmm. it moving and I, i'm very aware that's quite unhealthy and probably mm-hmm. quite sad um so do you believe that you have to relive your trauma to be okay again or do you reckon you can just repress it because i feel like i've done 28 years of repression so when you go back into it yeah you actually experience it and you understand your thought process the decisions that you made at the time and how everyone else showed up within that moment mm. you will then i'm trying to word it without getting woo um it's fine our listeners are quite smart <laughs> yeah get woo puppy yeah. I'm, I'm ready to go woo <laughs> you then you're then able to permeate all your physical bodies, all your bodies. So your mental, physical, spiritual, and Emotion. ego body, mm-hmm. right? What's the last one? Uh, emotional. So only in that space will your ego then be like, oh, cool. So this is why that happened. This is why that happened. Mm-hmm. This is why we feel like this. So then you can let go of that program that yeah. you're running. But there is that educate. There's method to that because that's ego and all of that. What is it? Ego. What you do in psychology is your ego. You're something else. I got you. Yeah, I got you in psychology. I don't know why I'm talking. I don't even think I've done psychology. But remember, like I remember the term your ego in psychology mm. and that being a. I don't yeah. think that was a, an option when I was in school. No. Was how, it, how, how old, old are you? I, can't, can't, I didn't that's have that's psychology. That's how old I am? In A level, I, I, I picked it in A level. Oh, AS level. Yeah, yeah. Picked it. That's why. And then I got you, so I quit. I put my name down and I was like, because I, I, I was yeah, quitting, I didn't, didn't do it. Away, so just it. put my name down. Why I just sat name? there for three hours because it's a three hour exam. But yeah, when I got the results, I was crying. I was like, yeah, you know you didn't do anything. What did you think? I was exactly the same. When I got my GCSE results, I was like, but why? I don't understand. Did you even turn up? Yeah, exactly. So anyway, your ego and your something. Yeah. So um as as you go through have you as you grow up, like in your early years of childhood, each experience you have, you ascribe a meaning to it. Mm. And from whatever experience, how someone reacted to you, even as simple as tripping over mm. and, you know, your dad didn't say, oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. They just picked you back up and carried mm-hmm. on walking. You form decisions and beliefs. And then from that, you then form a program it's like okay so if so when i fell over and dad didn't ask me if i was okay it means i'm not good enough he doesn't mm-hmm. love me so then 
the actions that you play out through life mm. will then relay back to not being good enough and not being loved. Mm. So once you clear that, once you actually go back and experience that, yeah, and you clear it, you will then free yourself of that program, mm. and from there you'll be able to change your life. <clears throat> I'm, yeah. I'm gonna have to start asking Katalea if she's all right then, because <laughs> I literally just pick her up. I'm like, up then. I just think there's little things that people do that you don't like. Um, like I've always said, there's certain things people said to me that's stuck, and they'll never realize it's stuck. And it's, mm. it was something that just flew out of their mouth, yeah. and they just yeah. didn't think anything of yeah. it. But it's literally stuck with me, mm. and it probably will stick me with me for a very long time. And I feel mm. like everybody can actually say that. As much as we joke about Butterface, I still fucking mm. think about that till yeah, today. You still remember it? Yeah, like, like I still really, like yeah. it's just like. So when I was younger, mm. like, I relived the story <laughs> when I was in school. Some guys were like in a year above me or whatever, and I kind of like grew. I grew like thighs and think a bit older than everybody else. And then I can, so I remember him saying, he was like, yeah, Tulani is everything but her face. And he's like, he's like, me butter face. Mm. So it was like, she's nice, oh, but that. her face. And it's just like, I don't know why it's the bubbles, but still today I'm like, it's pretty, like, let me catch you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me just catch but you. Face, yeah. It's crazy. It's and crazy. according to his, his face, we're getting doing too well either. He's got his face now. <laughs> <laughs> you lot have had this face. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> Especially mm-hmm. want you no more. Bitch, you be paying for this fight. Oh, but God, it's so interesting. There's so it's, many things I feel like I've learned. Yeah. So I've still got, I've got a couple more questions. Go, go on. So in terms of, so obviously you identify as a man and that's completely fine. So how, what is your take? Like, actually, sorry, my question before I even get to that question. <laughs> so when you were like, so you, you saying that you went to that, like, um, like the group session like mermaids mm-hmm. did you make other friends there like do you have other friends that have transitioned um no so mermaids was um like one-to-one oh it was one-to-one uh, okay. um, yeah, yeah. yeah but through i have uh hold on when i was 18 mm. and i got with that greek chick mm. her cousin actually went to school with another guy mm. ah, um, okay. and they actually got me in contact with him Mm. And yeah, in terms of friends, he's my oldest friend. Okay. Oh, okay. Like, um, and when I was going to like my checkups after my operation, I did start talking to someone else. Mm. So I do have a few people that I do talk to mm. who have also transitioned. Mm. And they are they all trans men, or do you um, have like trans that, women? Yeah, they're both trans men. Mm. Yeah. And then another thing I was going to ask was, so in terms of like the LGBT community, do you prefer to be, because I've got a gay friend that doesn't consider himself to be part of LGBT at all. Like he just says he's a gay man. He's just living his life and mm-hmm. don't include me in that. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Not involved, but. I've, I've never got involved. Mm. Really? Is, is there a reason? Okay. Is your gay friend black? Yeah. I know a lot of black men, mm. black gay men, black, um, I think I know one as a black trans man that says he doesn't want anything to do with it either because mm. he feels like they still exclude him like he still mm. doesn't feel a part of it mm. I, I, I think for me because as part of my business and me like reaching out and helping people I've jumped in a few groups on Facebook mm. and it's difficult for me to interact with these groups because I don't I don't actually relate to them Mm-mm-mm. so when they say certain things like even oh, i don't even remember what word it was yeah even the word dysphoric mm. like i still didn't know what it meant what, what does, does that mean? mean 
Sorry. It's like, it's like. Isn't dysphoric like a bit like. Ooh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Isn't dysphoric like somewhere out in space or something? Well, no. No. Let him describe That's what you for it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was something foreign, though. No, rate me a little bit. I knew it was something foreign, bro. It was close. It was close. Um, <laughs> we have to talk if we don't know. <laughs> so, um, I, I still, I'm still not 100 percent sure, mm. but it's, I believe it's like you know having that disparity between yourself as you see yourself and as you physically are. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, that makes sense. So, okay. yeah, when I jump in the groups and they're throwing all these words out there, I'm just like, fuck mm -hmm. this. Um, and, yeah, I just don't relate to them in that way. Even um, a friend of mine sent me a voice note the other day and she was like, you know, when you guys were talking earlier, um, I just, I just find it weird because i don't see you in that way i don't relate you mm. to that community mm -mm -mm. and she was like how do you feel about us so well to be honest i'm kind of relieved that you said that because yeah. i was kind of judging myself for not being able to relate. Yeah, 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 yeah. i kind of thought well maybe i'm being ignorant maybe you know i'm in the wrong so to say mm -mm. um but yeah i've just not been drawn to that community at all mm -hmm. do you feel accepted by them or do you want the acceptance <clears throat> i don't to be to be honest i don't actually know anyone in that community mm -hmm. so yeah so you're very much living your life as a man like i i am a man yeah. and i don't need that's to it, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's completely because i get that like because i get it because i feel like if you've transitioned and you just want to live your life as a man and just be the man that you feel you were destined to be then by including yourself in that community, you're, you're still othering yourself. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You don't want to yeah. other yourself. Yeah. You just yeah, want to be point. what you are. Yeah. As soon as you claim to be part of a community, you're now separate yeah. to everyone else. Yeah. And that's not what you're trying to do. Yeah. You're just trying to live. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I get it completely. Yeah. Even because that's how I feel about being um, being called a person of colour or women of colour. Mm. And I, I want to find a new word for it in our description box because it does say women of colour. I hate it. Mm -mm -mm. I absolutely hate that term because I feel like it's a way to make um, the same in terms of you saying other. It's a, it's a way to kind of hush my blackness and mm. also make me seem as an other according to white people. So white people are the standard. Yeah. And you people mm. of colour all grouped into one yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. We're I'm not homogenous. We don't even like this. A lot of times we don't even agree with the same things because mm -hmm. we're literally not the same people. So it's uh, creating a standard of, mm. of the standard is straight. Yeah. Everything else is other. The standard is white. Exactly. Everything else is other. Else is and let's just group them all together. They, a lot of the experiences are not the same. Not at all. Yeah. Because I've realised that very like recently, actually, with the whole like people of colour thing, that we are fighting two completely different battles. We are not doing the same struggles, same achievements. They did it. something at work and they were trying to do this diversity thing and they had like all the basically ethnic people in a room. <laughs> and the issues that I came there with thinking, yes, finally, like I get to voice my opinion on this. Are people from other walks of life they just didn't get it it was we were not on the same page like, it's not that deep yeah, that's so what you thinking, actually yeah. cannot lump people all together yeah. just because they're brown yeah and just because <clears> they're <throat> not white like, it's, it's because that. literally just because they're not white and, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with separating us do you know what i mean like i feel like people need i to want stop to being, be separated yeah, i don't want my blackness yeah. to be hushed or tamed there's nothing wrong with saying black like yesterday my boss had someone come meet it's come to meet her and normally i'd be like oh um the girl was black i just said it's the black girl in the yellow outfit 
Oh my God, I love that I'm writing an essay about it, so I don't want to spoil it. But mm. like, by the time, hopefully, this comes out, the essay will be out on the independent. And I wrote about someone trying to describe me in an office. And they were like, oh, the girl in the white top. Oh, there's two. The girl in the brown hair. With I'm Jessica. literally the only brown girl, yeah. black girl here. Mm-hmm. Just, Just say, say the it. black girl. Mm. Like, it doesn't offend me. It's like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, like, oh, it's a black guy over there. Yeah. Yeah. It's it me. It's <laughs> me. It's me. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's mad. Yeah, so I get it with the LGBT thing completely. And that's not to say that they're doing anything wrong and or people no. that... I mean, if you identify, you identify. Yeah, if you identify. Yeah. But if you don't, then I don't think you should be forced to. You know? Are you excited to have sex for the first time? Melena. Fuck you. Are you? Literally. Yeah. Literally, fuck you. I'm excited for you. <laughs> you have to come back and tell us all the stories. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when... Um, so when I, like... Because I had to re-refer yeah. in 2015. What does re-refer mean? Sorry. Um, so you have to be referred to oh, so, the so I thought you meant in terms of your penis had to be referred. I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 I'm thinking so deep into it. Okay, we referred. So um, when I, and I was with my ex and she was getting all excited. She's like, oh yeah, the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Candles. Oh. And this shit. I was like, I don't want that shit. Yeah. Oh. I don't make it special. No, fuck off, man. <laughs> I just want to lay down this day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. She's really relaying all of her thoughts. So you can remember when oh. you thought, I thought my first time was going to be with candles and roses yeah. everywhere. It was not like that, boy. It was <laughs> so far removed from candles. Oh my God. It was, it was, standing, it was up standing up in the toilet. <laughs> with Tim's. Yeah, Tim's on. Oh, Why did you never stop me so well? Jeans, brown Tim's, and matching brown vest up. Yeah, I remember. I don't remember the condom being dad, purple. Your dad bought you the Tim's yeah. back in the day. Tim's were the shit back in the days. I've still wear Tim's I still got Tim's. Yeah. I haven't got them anymore, but I'd, if someone bought for me, I'd happily wear Tim's. No, someone bought them. them for me and they're still in the box and I haven't worn them yet for a year and a bit. Let the winter so come rude. through. Yeah, let winter come through. Can't be wearing Tim's now. Yeah. We do a Phoebe as your Tim's with your party dress. Remember the blue, devil in the blue dress. It's like cats. Oh my God. Oh God. But even with that, like I don't, See it as my first time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, okay, would you? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I've had sex before. Like, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah, mm, that's a good point. Oh yeah, I suppose. <laughs> so, in terms of the future, like, what what are your plans? Like, do you want to like get married and have children mm. and do all of that stuff? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really bothered about marriage. Mm. Um, kids, yeah, I want eight kids. Eight. Eight. So. Are you trying to do Eight. all of that? In this economy? Eight. 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 I don't mind two. I just want two now. Two is fine with me. Close up shop. Yeah, literally lock it up and throw away the keys. Yeah, I think I want one. Do you want more? You have to have a sibling for Catalea. Yeah, I, I do. Alone it's Ranger. the whole two baby daddy things though. That's long. Do you know what? Yeah. It's 2018. Oh, it is I know, but fine. then if I have a child with somebody else, that has to work because I'm not trying to go on my third baby daddy. That is oh, mad. Do you know what? I get it's what you mean with the taboo yeah, around it. it. But do you but know maybe what? wait till you're married and then have it. Because yeah. then that's like a forever thing. Because you're still young. If, if you feel time. like that. Does that make sense? I feel like at this precise stage to have like a three-year-old and then to be pregnant by another man, that's all mad for me personally yeah, 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 i don't yeah, yeah. think i that's could what I'm do saying, that maybe wait yeah, get married yeah. She, yeah when she's in school when she's 10 no that's too that's big. a long time five five two baby daddies and six oh that's not bad anyway it's not anyway, bad. yeah but um okay so yeah so marriage and eight kids mm. no he doesn't care about mm, marriage care about oh no you don't care about yeah marriage, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, eight kids is a lot of kids that's a lot of kids man um, no. Just take Catalea for the day. And then you see, I just want the one now. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I'll, um, I know. 
I know what I need to do with them. So <laughs> what's your relationship with your family now? Um, still quite distant. Really? Mm. Yeah. As I said, a lot of them still refer to me as she mm. and uh, my birth name. Um, yeah, I don't really. Oh, so they still call you your birth name? Yeah. What made oh. you choose your name? How did you decide mm. on this name? <laughs> so when I was 17, I changed my name. Okay. For the first time. Legally? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, and I chose, initially, I chose the name Ricardo mm. because, interestingly enough, I heard my mom having a conversation with someone. She said when she was pregnant with me, the doctors told her that she was having a boy. Oh, that's mad then. Mm. And she was going to call me Ricardo. Mm. So out of respect. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Still in a bit of trying to get her acceptance. Yeah, yeah. Time, yeah. I changed it to. It's like, Mummy, will this make you happy? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and what did she say when you told her? Um. So she said, "Me and my children will never call you that name." And to be fair, she's actually lived up to that. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. <coughs> um, she'll only call me my name if. If it's um, like if the doctors call or something like that. Um, other than that, she makes no effort. Um, so yeah, I changed my name. And then also when I was 17, I kind of I rushed it as well because my ex, like my girlfriend had broken up with me. Mm. And her reason was, you know, you're not doing anything to, you're just complaining whatever whatever so yeah. it was like okay i've changed my name now mm-hmm. yeah, taking yeah, action. yeah 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 mm. um <clears throat> so yeah i changed it to ricardo harvey scott scott Ooh, was... why did you come up with the harvey scott, ricardo <laughs> harvey scott. Yes. so the scott was my stepdad's surname okay so again that was a bit to, to get, get yeah, his yeah, yeah. acceptance from that but yeah i didn't really vibe with that um, and I changed it again in 2016 mm. to, and again, I was still in the same sort of headspace of trying to please my family. Mm-hmm. So I've changed it to Ricardo Kaleem Wolf. Okay. As much as I wanted Kaleem to be my first name, mm. but I just used that as my first. I can't move to change it again. Fuck it. Mm. <laughs> again. Yeah. So I just used Kaleem as my first name. Mm. Um, Kaleem came about because my grandma was Indian and it was like I wanted I don't know I just felt like I wanted something from that mm. yeah and my yeah. ex always always used to call me Tarek mm. she was like yeah you look you just look like one of them changing my name to Tarek <laughs> um, so yeah mm. interesting so interesting. Mm. I like to, yeah, I feel like I've learned so much. What is the price of change? Is it expensive to change your name? No, what do I pay? Twelve pounds. Oh, okay. oh let oh, me go. Really? Let me go. <laughs> I didn't really let like, me change. I didn't think it was that easy. I thought it was long to try no. and change your name. Um, so do they change all the documents as well, right? Passport and stuff like that. They have to pay yeah, for them. Yeah, 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 you pay for that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <clears> I actually didn't realize it was that easy to change. Would you ever change your name? I love my name. Yeah, I don't. I do love my name. Yeah, Hazel hey, Melena Sanchez. I feel like I'm a Tulane. Like, you are. Does that, does that, I know it sounds dumb because obviously it's your name, but like, yeah. I feel like that's, yeah, I just, I just embody that personality, to be fair. And again, I have the privilege of 
feeling like I'm me and yeah. always knowing that. Mm. Yeah. Which is again quite nice. Do you have any yeah. more questions, Audrey? I know Audrey's mind, mind is running at a hundred. I'm trying to think. I know I've got so many other things I'd love to ask, we're, but... We're going to come out of here and be like, ah, oh, shit, I was that, yeah, shit, I was that. exactly. I was just thinking about... So we talked about school life. <laughs> we talked about childhood. We talked about, like, obviously society now. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So in terms of, like, school and stuff like that, mm. obviously you had a pretty horrific experience going... going going to like just being in school just in general mm. like in terms of the education system because i was very ignorant like i've always been like no at the end of the day basically my mindset has been like people that are going through these things need to work around like quote unquote normality but now i don't think mm -hmm. I, my mind's completely changed yeah. so in schools how do you think that the education system system can help trans children and kids that are going through what you were going through and like what actual steps would you say they should put in place um so when you went to sorry when you went to the bathroom at school did you go into the girls or to the boys i very rarely went to the toilet at school I really oh. that's how emotional it's just like, little things you don't even consider that yeah of course mm. Shit. and oh. i would often during class because you know most schools are dickheads like you know you can't go to toilet during class yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so i would literally go then like mm. where no one was around yeah. and yeah it was yeah it's just mad yeah <laughs> horrible you don't even think about these yeah things. i wouldn't have actually thought about that about how hard it is so what are they trying to do trying to just um do one bathroom for mix for everyone I don't I think, know if that's yeah. been done in school i don't think i, think I don't think it has been well, done I, in school they did that in one school that my sister worked in oh really mm. they had co-ed toilets because my school's changed. I remember when I was in school, they didn't even happen when I was there, but it was the building was still that same layout where there was an entrance for girls and an entrance for boys. Mm. And that's how like separated they were. Although it was a mixed yeah. school. So there was still like, they didn't enforce oh, anymore. Oh yeah. But, but you, you see still, that all the time. You still saw boys, you still saw girls like, in, uh, like yeah, literally engraved into the building. Yeah. And that's what that what the entrance is for. And I guess even things like PE, that, that, that of course, because mm. that, that was the... I think that was a proper time when we were proper like mm. split. Like, yeah. like you're getting split. You yeah. go, you get here, you go there. So that is very, very interesting. Mm. But then do you think, like with your experiences, do you think these things should be implemented in schools? Mm. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, but I also think what else, what I'm trying to do now is work with schools mm. to not necessarily just for like trans kids or whatever it's just working with the students and working with the teachers to help the students get to a place of self-acceptance mm -mm -mm. and to a place of understanding themselves mm. because in that space they'll then be able to just let life flow and mm -mm. just be you know a lot of judgments and ignorance and etc etc comes from not having the knowledge and frustrations with yourself mm -mm -mm. not acknowledging your own feelings mm -mm -mm. so once you're in that space and you're actually acknowledging and being like you know what this is who i am this is what i like to do mm. you're not trying to impress anyone else yeah mm. yeah you know <clears throat> do you think that if we if gender didn't exist and we weren't socialized and people were just okay we won't say gender doesn't exist but say we weren't socialized to believe that 
girls need to be this way and boys need to live this way. Do you think that trans people would be able to live in the body that they were born in because there's no expectation put on you? Whereas because we do live in a world that says this is this is masculine and this is what masculine looks like and this is feminine and this is what feminine feels like. So when you're born, you have to make the physical changes so that you can fit into one of those circles. Some trans people may not need mm. to go through all of that. Mm-mm-mm. But for others, I personally for myself, it's the experience of the body that I want. Yeah, got it. So, yeah, got yeah, it. They, again, it's everyone's personal preference. Because mm. there are people in within <clears throat> the trans community who won't go through the operations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they present as whatever they present as. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. What do you think about, like, the famous kind of spearhead... No, the people that are spearheading sort of the like transgender in, in terms of popular culture, Caitlyn Jenner and Laverne Cox and people like that. Do you think that they're like good representations or Ooh, good question. do you just don't pay them any attention? I don't. I'm not bothered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like literally, I don't like I don't watch TV, I don't watch the news, I don't mm. delve into all that shit. Mm-mm-mm. Um so I literally I don't even know what who did you say, Kate Caitlyn Jenner? Caitlyn Jenner? I have no idea where she's at, what she's Mm-mm. doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> yeah. But do you ever think people like that are an inspiration at all? Or um, not for you? Yes, the fact that, because I don't know much about her, but she was in the media before or something. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An yeah. athlete, yeah. So, yeah, she was in, you know, in the limelight. For yeah. her to then take that step and be so open with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, allows it gives permission for everyone else to say okay well yeah this is how i truly feel Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and for them to take that step within themselves Mm -hmm. um but aside from that i can't comment on anything else because i don't know are there any like famous people in the limelight that have um that were born women and trans and trans into like that tradition the other way no gone into men no I can't think of anyone. I can think of like the other way, but I can't think of that way. Yeah, you can't think of anyone. I'm sure there's loads that we just haven't been thought yeah. of. This is what I was going to ask actually. So, like, from like things I've seen on social media, which has been like where most of my education in this topic has come from, um, it's the abuse and the violence that people mm. actually face from it. And I know, mm. like, a few people in America have been killed because of this mm. and been beaten up <clears> and things like that. And obviously, I know you said that your um, your uncle actually physically attacked you yeah. after you came out. How obviously that? How, not, not how does that make you feel? But like, what? How is that in terms of dealing with that, living with that? Or living with that like, is? Do you feel happened? like you live with a fear of that could ever happen to you or anything um, like that? So I did. Yeah, <clears throat> I did. Um, and also, not so much because he assaulted me, but it's what he said mm. um, before, and it was. Basically, he said, you know, people are going to look at you, they're going to judge you, they're going to follow you home, and they're going to ring on your doorbell. And, you know, you might get lucky and have that one guy that's going to be like, oh, no, let's just leave it. And they'll listen to him. Mm. And that has had always been engraved in my mind. Why would you say that? Fucking hell. Um, But for me personally, where I'm at now, no, it Mm. doesn't bother me. Um. I know that if anyone does have a problem with me, that's their issue. Mm-mm-mm. If I go kick the shit out of you, cool. 
<laughs> wow. Well, the thing is, no, I don't see how that could happen because nobody would know. <clears throat> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Nobody would know. So, like I yeah. said, you wouldn't know. Yeah, physically looking at you. You wouldn't have no clue. Mm. And that's another thing I didn't understand with my family. Again, it was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. That's what because I don't get because for me, I would understand. I feel like, okay. It's easy for me to say because I'm not actually in the position. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like for me, what I would maybe find difficult in dealing with, I think it's different when you've given birth to the child because obviously you gave birth you gave birth to that person. But I feel like for me, once the transition is complete, I feel like I would just be able to just accept you as my son. Mm. For, I think <clears throat> for me, it would be maybe the in-between stage that might be like, oh my God, this is quite hard for me to deal with. But I feel like, like if you left a girl... And then came back as you are. I would just be like, "You're my son." Yeah, but it's a process, though, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose that's what I'm saying. Because I'm not in the I'm not in the position, so it's hard. But I just feel like, can't you just accept that this is your son? You now have a son. Like I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then there's a lot of things that people. But it's different. Some parents had, don't had, even accept like your your boyfriends. That yeah, have, or yeah. accept that like, you don't want to do this job that they want you yeah, to do. Like I think that as our parents, they have this thing like when. And I guess we all do it. You have this like where you went to want someone to live. Mm. That's when they so it's like parents. Our parents are the only people that are close to. They literally own. They're the closest people to owning us because they literally they made us. So, so they, they yeah. practically own you. So in owning, in the feeling of owning someone, you feel like you have this way that you want them to grow up. Mm. You have this view of how you want their life mm. to be and all things like that. So then to like feel like they're not going down your path mm. it must be like what how am i meant to do with that what am i meant to do mm-hmm. like it must be like and i'm not like sympathizing towards people or your mum or anything like that but i can i can get why it will be hard mm. yeah i get that i appreciate that it is it has been hard for her mm. and the rest of the family yeah but at the same time you know it's time to it's not your life you're not the one dealing yeah, with yeah yeah absolutely and also i just feel like my child's happiness should outweigh everything that's the good thing yeah. about all your people they can love that's the like what people yeah. will love like it's no matter what like like regardless of their exactly. they, they will still lot, love there's some things that i do take boys white can folk, like, love it does, like a lot of them not all of them because there are some there are some ignorant ones yeah well, ignorant people in every race but like i feel like the general consensus they that they do kind of take you as you are kind of thing it's just like okay if i don't want to study maths and i want to go and be an artist do what you want. all right here's some paintbrushes yeah yeah like i do kind of like that and that's something that i want to embody because for me happiness is more important than anything in this world do you yeah. know what i mean it's like it's more important than money and all of that because you can have all the money and not be happy your ha- happiness is everything and ultimately all i want is for any children that i have to be happy mm. like mm. and that outweighs anything yeah. outweighs any auntie that's got their opinion over there any cultural beliefs any religious beliefs yeah. the fact that you need to be on this earth just happy and content and if i can aid that by just being supportive and loving you regardless yeah that's that's my job i feel like as black people with my family especially we um everything else is under condition of culture and religion mm. Mm. there is no oh how is this yeah. person just as a as Same. a soul Same. thing everything yeah. is linked to we don't do things like that yeah, exactly. that's that's not how we were brought up yeah and yeah there's a yeah, too much about yeah they, there's a they, like my whole bring my upbringing was based on not exactly how i was as an individual mm-hmm. but culture how yeah, i'm going to be in this others. culture and how mm-hmm. i'm going to be to my aunts and uncles mm-hmm. which is like 
why my mum have certain issues with me doing certain things or things like that mm. because she sees it as culturally mm-hmm. we don't do that that's not what we do yeah mm. so and I think that's probably one of our biggest issues we really need to like as like and I think our generation is going to do that so we're, we're going to raise better. completely different yeah. children I think mm. we're going to raise children based on their individual rather mm-hmm. than this is what my, what my auntie did this is yeah. what my family did this is mm-hmm. what our culture because does those practices aren't even relevant it's not, to it's not relevant and now. it's not yeah. inclusive and ultimately you're totally ignoring what that child needs it's not inclusive enough at all because culturally there's a lot of things that we're not accepting yeah we don't so it's very rigid isn't it it's very rigid and we need to we need to break down those barriers and be like okay this needs to be more inclusive this i need to more uh, consider how my child actually feels because like i said before like you said that feeling of being trapped that's something Mm -hmm. i do not wish on anybody and here especially in your body because as humans our body is our protector do you know what i mean like it's it's your shield it's your your, your armor so for to not feel comfortable in your armor that Mm. that's that's mad to me Mm. and that could that that leads to so many different things like depression mm. and yeah, you know other i feel like it all needs to be linked the spiritual the mental the physical like everything needs to be yeah. like that, working yeah. and happy do you know what i mean yeah. so for me any way that i can aid my kid i'm gonna aid you because i'll be damned if you're on this earth and you're not happy you've yeah. educated and me I have so much to do with yeah. yeah like thank me you too. so so much for coming on right. because honestly and you shamed my ignorance and like too. i'm an actual piece of shit and i'm, I'm now sure. we just asked the we questions that i've always yeah. wanted to ask as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I definitely definitely need to do better yeah because i think it was important to us because even listening back to the episode that we did it was like I said some things like oh Talani mm. like I was just talking. yeah just, we just, just like talking and it's just like no context no actual like nothing just saying how dare me mm. speaking experiences that's not mine exactly and that's how that like, do you know what don't I mean? want to do on this platform like, yeah if there's a topic where it's you know we've got an opinion on it no one's saying don't have an opinion but you can't be sharing things based on nothing your like, alternative yeah. facts do you know what I mean bare yeah. fake news and stuff like that. <laughs> so we're so glad that you came on Thank and you, thank you very, very, thank very you much. For being so open is there people can find you if you want them mm. to find you? If you don't, it's fine. Don't need to know your business, they yeah. know enough. <laughs> yes, yeah, so find me on Facebook, mm. um, Kaleem Majestic Wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you just spell that? Was yeah, it Kaleem? Yeah, yeah spell K- Kaleem, I think. Yeah. K H A L E I M M A J E. If you like the Nazpa Majestic, yeah, you, yeah, yeah probably. You, you, need, to you need to go back to school. Spell it with a K. Oh, okay. We've got an announcement. We have indeed. News oh, in. Yeah, Double yeah, of those yeah, bombs. Yeah, 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 We're yeah. dropping news. Is, is that what our thing is going to be in? This guy, is, that, is that our news alert? <laughs> <laughs> um, Let me do a little. Anyways, carry on then. You should do an actual jingle for every time we've got an announcement. I know, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Okay, but girl, you're what's looking your at me like I'm a dickhead. No, no, no. no what's your jingle? Your news just in. Hey, hey. News just in. Hey, hey, you just in. Hey, 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 hey. Okay, cool. That's going to be a movie. Please, please remember moving it. Moving forward, when you hear that, we're about to drop some bombs on you. Um, the Receipts podcast is coming to, to Manchester. Manchester. Uh, Finally, do you Manchester. know what? You guys have been like, people from Manchester have been hitting me up in my DMs. Mancunians? Mancunians? Like, on Twitter, everything saying, please come to Manchester, please come to Manchester. So, you lot, we're coming to. Manchester in it. Can so. you do a Mancunian accent? We're coming to Manchester. Do you know we're what? Right. To- I don't really feel like I can do Manchester that well. I feel like I can do Liverpool better. Oh well, yeah, can- I can't spot the difference in Manchester. Manchester. I don't Man- know. Manchester's like- <laughs> 
Men just still, they kind of talk like this. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. I know, I know what you mean. They kind of talk a bit more like this. Oh, yes, oh, oh yeah. yeah. And they just want to get some shirking. Shirking, <laughs> some shirking. That's a wee bit rude over there, Audrey. Do you know what I mean? What? The fuck? Like, <laughs> what? That, that sounded Scottish, bro. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> okay, so sorry for offending you guys. Sorry, sorry, yeah. guys. We just did a whole thing on not offending people. Oh, no, we're so ignorant. Sorry, guys. And then you've just done that. That was awful. Um, so yeah, we are coming to Manchester. We're coming to a place called um <laughs> Taylor put it in a group and I said, How do you pronounce it? So he's broke it down for me. Bear killer. <laughs> Someone else say it. Bear killer. Bear killer. Bear killer. The 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 bear killer is. <laughs> Sorry to, to, to put in the group chat. How do you pronounce? How do you pronounce? And then he said beer killer. killer. We're coming to the beer killer on Sunday. Bur- the Burkler. Burkler. We're coming to the Burkler. Okay, cool. On Sunday, the 10th of June. Yes, yes. So we're doing a live show. So we've done one in London, done one in Birmingham. This will be we're coming international, baby. No, Manchester needs to show up and show up because the amount of people that say come to Manchester is actually not a joke. And the way you guys need to turn up because Birmingham was lit. Yeah, ten, yeah, yeah Birmingham so, was very, very, very lit. So let's see what the Manchester crowd is saying. Mm. Um, it's gonna be Sunday the tenth of June. Yeah. By the time this episode drops, the tickets will also have dropped. Yeah, so, yes. so get in there, get in there quick mm-hmm. and we'll all link it out on our social media anyway. Yeah, so you'll be able to see it on that. So mm. yeah, that's the news. Do you want to finish this with your jingle? Do you remember it? She, she doesn't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember either, to be fair. <laughs> oh, God. Let's so, just make it up. So much for a jingle. So yeah, that's that's the news bum that we've dropped today. So mm-hmm. yeah, so grab your tickets. Come and see us live. Come and party with us. Come and chat with us. And it's just basically the receipts podcast. Come what, and like, rave yes, And we drink and we drink on stage with you guys. We take shots. We play. And games. we might actually it's come so for fun. a long weekend and go out the dance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Should last we pop in? Yeah, last we was popping. Yeah, and then we can go out on a Saturday. Yeah, we always say oh this. No, no, but if we go out on a Saturday and then we can just like rest all Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, and then okay, can fine. we do that, please? Yeah, let's do that. We can do that. So yeah, grab your tickets and let's have a good time. It's Sunday, the tenth of June, and it's at the Beer Killer. The Beer Killer. Berkler, I can't Berkler. pronounce it. So yeah, like I said, this will be on our socials. So watch out for that. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much for coming again. Yes, we really, 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 really appreciate, appreciate you. It. Like this has been. It's been incredible. It's been such an incredible mm-hmm. thing, and it's just been a massive learning experience Absolutely. for me. Like thank I've, I've, thank you, I've learned a lot, and you. you've made me a better person. <laughs> and I'm going to endeavour to be better and stop being so ignorant. So yeah, yeah. thank you very, thank very you. much. Thank we appreciate you. that. And to you guys, thank you very much for listening. As always, um, as always love for the love, my G's. You. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And it's been me, your girl. Um, don't forget to use the hashtag the Receipts yes. Podcast, and hopefully. What we've learned from this, you've learned something from it as well. Yeah. So yeah, use the hashtag and let's have an open, honest, respectful Absolutely. conversation. Yeah, don't listen. Let's don't keep it. Yeah, you know, you're not, you're not mad people anyway. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's been I've been me, your girl Tolly T, Audrey, formerly known as Ghana's finest, and your mamacita Milena Sanchez. And would you sign out as well? And. Just say your name, bro. Say your name.